My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. <laughs> this is Steve from the Lost and Drams Ablation Podcast, and I'm here with uh, Giggly Sean. What's and, up? <laughs> and the other two, what's up? <laughs> and uh, Sean and Travis. Hey! How's it going? How's it going, How's it going everybody? <laughs> it's Sean! I got I think, in trouble uh, for being too hot on the mic, so... I think we're all drinking the same today, probably, so yeah. we don't need to do that, maybe. I don't know. We're all, Did you guys pre-dram? Are we all, all drinking the same whiskey? Right now we are. We should be. Well, we're yeah. going to be. I, I haven't drank any yet. Me neither. Well, I, pre, I pre-drammed. You pre-drammed you pre- with what we're dramming? That's no. a bold move. <laughs> What'd you pre-dram with? Uh, another, well... Something that was finished in the same as the one we're going to talk about. Oh, you prepared. You prepping your more for a for a port, a port takeover. I did. Tobermory port. Port. I uh, I'm following along with Sean's uh, uh, blend week, where he is sponsored by KitchenAid, and uh, I poured myself a Hedonism Quindecimus, which is I got about half a bottle left, and. That's my start of blend that's a, week. That's an incredible uh, pre-dram. Yeah, it's because it's because uh, to be honest, I went to open a famous grouse. To... Somebody uh, cue the peacock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I actually went to open a famous grouse, and because uh, Josh opened one for blend week, and the cork broke, and this is like ten minutes before the oh, show no. started. So I, there's no way I'm dealing with a broken cork ten minutes before we record. So. We'll save that bad boy for another blend week episode. Gross. Yeah. I just went to uh I went to kill a, a Buna twenty five, speaking of bootcalking. Um, and the and the cork broke and I just left it. I'm never gonna kill. touch it again. No. Just gonna throw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um there's probably a fire pit or two you could throw it in. What do you guys actually do with your broken corks? Do you, because the one time that the what only time it's ever happened to me was the very first episode I did with you guys on what the fuck is that? I grabbed crazy glue and, and I you're glue just like back together piece by piece. Sean makes coasters out of them. Yeah, Sean's, and Sean makes necklaces out of them. Are you talking about like, yeah, how, to get it how do you out get it out? Bottle? Do you push it in or do you I, get it out? I push it in push and then use in. a plastic bag. You push that in and then inflate it. And then if you just like, and the cork comes flying out. What? Drain all the whiskey. Drain, okay, drain all the whiskey. Life hack. Yeah. Push I've the cork in, it. drain all the whiskey into like whatever. So it's yeah. just the cork inside. Okay. okay. Push a, like a Walmart bag, Safeway bag. Push it like half in. Yeah. Yeah. And then inflate it just a tiny bit. Dump it upside down so you have the cork sitting on top of the inflated bag. And just fucking yank the bag and wow! You should make do a, a real YouTube video of that, yeah, or a, a real whiskey right, life man. hacks with yeah. Kincaid for kitchen. Weird. I have an empty bottle with a cork in it. <laughs> oh I never. I've never. I, I just 
<laughs> squish it into the bottle, Sean, and then get like some of that, uh, what's that really fine, like cheesecloth. Oh, yeah. And then I just drain it back into another bottle, get rid of the cork stuff and put it back in. I, I don't have these magic tricks that Kincaid does. That is a magic no, trick. Though. That's, I push that's great. I push the cork in. I drink the bottle and I throw out the bottle. <laughs> there you go. There we go. I love cork. it because oh, nice. 90%, 90% of the time the cork breaks when you're opening a bottle. So. <laughs> I only have a I'm little. Like, oh, fuck, this cork broke. I guess I've got to chug this one. Fucking chug it. Put a straw in it and just have at her. Um, or, yeah, I just put a wine cork. Or you keep corks. I keep a few corks around. Some people keep a whole bunch of them. Me, we got into this on the C's podcast where we yeah, talked about all right. the jewelry, all the jewelry that uh, Sean makes with yeah, whiskey. Pendants. Stuff. Yeah, I keep yeah. a sack of good corks and the shitty ones I make coasters out of. Just a sack of good corks. Just a sack of good. <laughs> Here's cork, is a sack, sack of good corks. Yeah, just a cork okay. sack. Well, let's uh, let's just let's get on with this because we could we could drag this out for <laughs> much much longer than we need for to. days days. Um, okay, so we are. This is going to be a, 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 I was going to say quick and short episode, but we've already passed the quick and short part. So um, we're reviewing a whiskey. We haven't really done this like one review episode yet. So this is kind of a first and it's for some friends of ours, a local distillery and Hanson distillery. They have a new release coming out, which is pretty cool. Um, Sean, Sean's, uh, I think he lives in this, you live in the same commune as uh chris I used and, right? to, but they, they escaped yeah. oh they did okay or it's a nudist community or something i can't remember but um no you live they live in uh in your neighborhood they right? did yeah. you guys are dog walking buddies or something we were or, yeah. or you or you probably actually been stalking them until they finally noticed you pretty much <laughs> that's generally how it works with kincaid i think <laughs> yeah um but yeah so you were you were there tasting this before it was uh before it was kind of official so give us the cole's notes man yeah so uh chris and Shana used to be neighbors of mine they live down the street um they've since moved because they had oh they did another, oh that's yeah, right you told us that. they have another kid they just wanted to be closer to the distillery and uh not travel the highway as much which i totally get does um, yeah, go so, out that far oh yeah dirt it, it turns into okay. dirt but it comes out this far okay, <laughs> okay. um yeah so you know, we've kept in touch. Obviously, they've uh, they've been generous to me. And, you know, anytime they have new cream liqueurs and stuff, they talk to me about it, and get my opinion. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, and yeah, so they just Shana hit me up and probably a month ago and said, "Hey, we have some new releases coming out. We want to get your opinion on them." So yeah, sure. So my last uh, days off, they invited me down, and it was there was five of us, and they didn't tell me anything. <laughs> until we sat down um so we drank through the two next two releases which is one that we're tasting plus uh the five-year version of their northern eyes rye um i can say that that five-year northern eyes it's uh, that extra couple years did wonders for that i really like their three-year it just you know it was youthful um the five years definitely uh tamed it down a bit and what proof were you trying it at uh, we tried it at 45, 50, 55 in cast strength. And then we decided that between 45 and 50 was probably 
uh, for a general release would probably be pretty good. So we actually, they went and pulled another sample and then proofed it down to 47.5. And that's, we tasted that again at the end. And that was probably the sweet spot for that. So yeah, the Northern Eyes five year will be 47.5, 95 proof. And then the second one we tasted is actually the one that we're drinking right now. And by the time this episode airs, it will be available. It's a single cast release. It's uh, their distiller's edition. They're going to have a few of these over the next few years. And this one is super cool. It's 47%, uh, only 336 bottles. And what's really cool is it was a French wine oak STR cask. So shaved, toasted, recharred. And then it was finished for, uh, I think, a year in a port cask. So aged, French. aged in the French oak, prim- yeah. like primarily, and then finished in the port cask. Okay. Yeah. Is that and That's a cool, yeah. yeah, it's a really like ruby. Yeah. Ruby so ember. when we tasted the samples, it was just marked with a STRP on the, on the bottles, the little sample bottles. And... As soon as I tasted it, I was like, holy crap, like this is good. And it's so different, so unique for a, a rye whiskey. And yeah, it, it's dark, way, way darker than you'd think. And yeah, so we tasted through same same proofs, roughly same proofs. And this one we settled on 47. Um, the 45 was just a little too light and the 50 probably was a little too heavy because it's so cast they they were willing to go a little higher but uh we i think we all decided on the 47 we tasted it um kind of watered down ourselves and then they went and proofed uh proofed one properly and yeah it was it was the winner so that's what hey, we have I, in front of us yeah can i step in here and just point out how like sean is just going on all these exclusive whiskey experiences <laughs> Well, the three of us are just hanging out in our basements and Sean's flying to Vancouver for 80 year old whiskeys. He's picking casks for Hanson and like, like today he know. just shows up, passes a bottle to me. He's like, Hey, take a couple pictures of this, will you? And then leaves. <laughs> he's, he's running all of our shows, getting all the bonuses of, of, of all of our hard work. And now we're supposed to promote this whiskey that he knows the makers of it just because I guess that's how it works. Hey, Sean. (laughs) Well, I mean, there is another aspect to it that involves the four of us. So we'll go um, over that later. I'm just not sure. I just don't feel really included here, Sean. Don't worry. You know, we'll just throw that out there. I I was, uh, was gratefully brought into the fold on this on this furthering project of ours. Mm. So, or fer, fervor, right? That's the word you like to use. Fervor, fervor. Okay, nice <laughs> yeah. So um, I didn't realize that it was ready to go. Like they were ready to release this one. It's only been a couple weeks since I was there. Um, when I went back to work, they'd sent me up the kind of graphics for the bottle for the for the labels and stuff and yeah yeah it's the label's classy it's you know pretty simple says what it is um they did definitely would they mentioned that they wanted to make it different than the northern eye label so yeah that's that i like that this label it's it's 
yeah i don't know it's just like i like the blue i yeah. like the colors i like the old slicker like a uh, worn paper look that they used. Uh, Hanson's not prominently displayed on it. It's kind of like in smaller font. Yeah, at the right top. at the, the top. top. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. I think, yeah, I guess that's, it's a little smaller than their typical labels, but yeah. I like um, it. I like it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like even the, even the, whatever you call it, the duties label sticker. It's like duties. Oh yeah. It looks cool too. The tax. Yeah, it looks, it looks like burnt almost. Right. Like yeah. it's, now, how many, it's been, like it's been sitting on a shelf for 50 years. How many whiskeys have they you ever sprayed it with a dust bottle? <laughs> how many whiskeys have you guys ever tried? Like usually if they're throwing whiskey in an STR cask, that's that's they're throwing in the STR because that's what's giving it the color and a ton of flavor. I don't know if I've ever heard of someone taking something out of STR yeah. and then finishing it in something else. Like that's a good point. Yeah. Seems extremely unique to me. Well, and to, not only that, but to do it with a rye, yeah, like well, and, and yeah, yeah. You don't, you never hear it. Period. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, wait. When they when they told me what it was after we, you know, it picked it out and stuff, I'm like, what is it? So yeah, it's a French STR French wine cask, and then finished it in a port cask. <laughs> Like and they said it. Chris said it so matter of factly, like it was just it was like, like a normal. Yeah. Like, a normal what do you? Thing. What would you expect? <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Duh. tell you, Sean, uh, about an experience that that uh, we were at that you were not at, and that was. <laughs> this is a dick um, measuring contest. Now. <laughs> that was when we got to meet Don Iveson in person, Steve and I, at the uh, Northern Eyes relief release party for the first whiskey. And that one was three years old, I believe. Yeah. And then, so what I'm at, what I'm leading into, besides rubbing it in, that Steve and I were hanging out with the mayor and cutting ribbons and stuff. Is when Don how Iverson, old is actually? If I could interrupt for just one second, when Don Iverson tried it for the first time, he actually looked at me for approval, and I was like, "It's cool, dude. it's cool, dude. It's cool. You, you can like it. It's fine." And he was like, "Okay." I'm good. Anyways, Travis, come on. Yeah, Sean, you should have been there. Um, and so what I'm asking is, what is the age of, of this rye that we are tasting? It's this is matured five, year. five years. So four five years year. STR, one year port. Pretty sure, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cool and on the bottle, too, like I mentioned before, they have a, which doesn't work. I tried it, but they have a QR code that will work, I'm assuming, when they release it. But it basically, it's you scan it on your phone to unlock the details of the whiskey, which I think is a really cool idea. Very cool idea. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they'll go into when you actually click on it, but I, uh, Oh, oh yeah. yeah look at that too. Yeah. PW, PWS labeled numbered bottles too. Nice. Just for, um, there's, and with that, there's, um, there's three what? of them, right? Yeah, Sean's yep, left out again. Sean's hoarding number one. <laughs> <laughs> number one will stay sealed for for number a long time for the, the four of us. Number two, Steve's taking pictures of, and number three, we are drinking, and it is to be split amongst the four of us. That was Sean. Can't like we got three bottles, and you got two ounces. Like, be happy, okay? <laughs> Right, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I should appreciate what, no, what I when, got. You know? when, when Hanson gets the foam fingers, I'll, I'll make sure you get one. <laughs> hey, if Hanson makes a foam finger, I'll put it on my mic 100. <laughs> uh, 
I'm sure it's on the when you click on the QR code, but I mean the Hansen story is a pretty cool story. The family itself. I mean, yeah, Chris yeah. married into a family of I don't even want to say bootleggers because moonshiners. They were moonshiners. Yeah. And if you read the story on the website, it kind of goes into it a bit, but they they were selling moonshine to survive and yeah. it was to feed the kids. It wasn't to be like gangsters or anything, but they needed to survive during the dirty thirties. Um, but what's cool is um is it what's Chris's wife's name? Shana. So Shana's grandma, I think, had the family recipe and was just waiting for someone to show some interest in making this moonshine. And then Chris yeah. came along and just was like, Yeah, I'm interested. And she taught him how to make it. I just think it's a for for people looking for like a little bit of a story when it comes to the distillery. Um, there's a really cool story there. And the website does a good job of kind of walking you through it. Yeah. When you go yeah, to their distillery, they have they've got some of the original family stills to like the small little copper stills that they use like and tiny tiny like ones. yeah they're tiny that that her grandmother used to use to to distill moonshine or fa her family kind of thing it's it's uh her gra yeah, grandfather i'm sure i'm sure it was her grandparents that both did it but yeah and i'm not sure if it's the same exact farm but they still grow a lot of their yeah. rye themselves on their own family farm so yeah, it's, it's literally as local source as you can get one thing i love about it the you ever know when um when you go onto a, a recipe on the internet and you're trying to decide how to like cook a certain let's say uh, a fancy pork chop recipe or something and before <laughs> you get to the recipe <laughs> The person writes like an essay, a fancy pork chop recipe. Yeah, like peachy. How many pork chops? How many? How many fancy pork chop recipes are there? There's millions. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, anytime you go to a recipe on the internet, you know how there's that preamble that you got to read through, and they're like telling their life story about. Yeah, basically that's what. This is our first one whiskey review episode, and we're doing that right now. Where people are like skipping ahead, like when are they going to talk about? They the wish there was that button that says jump to review. Yeah, yeah. Like quick intro, push it, push it, come on. Man, that's it's funny you say that because there's nothing like when I'll like be looking up a cocktail, new cocktail recipe or something, and I you got to read like an entire novel to get to the actual recipe you got to yeah. scroll down like through 25 ads and 85 paragraphs and then finally they're like it's just a teaspoon of this a teaspoon of that and you're good <laughs> and you're like fuck just tell me that at the beginning we're doing the podcast version of those recipes right now. Yeah, exactly. that was supposed to be a pork chop hey, let's recipes. drink the whiskey <laughs> peachy pork chops <laughs> now it's just silent. Digs, yeah, everybody <laughs> digs their nose right into it. Okay, let's just a bunch. Let's of smell it first. Schnozzing going on. So I would say right off the bat, compared to the uh, original release, definitely no nowhere near as youthful. Obviously, two more years and in, in, in very active cast, yeah, but it's, it, it's still it still noses like a like a younger whiskey, but it doesn't it doesn't nose like the first release for me no it is a little like it for me it knows is a and this is just well this is neck i guess we're no we're, we're past neck pores on these but um it knows is a little fierier than the proof like it knows is maybe for me like a 50 percent versus a 47 yeah. does that make and sense that's, that's yeah. one thing when we were going through the samples is that everything that we tried there was three of the three different releases that we tried and they all drank heavier than what they were proof to 
I'm sure. Like, I'm, so, I'm so thankful we have the junior distiller on the podcast today. <laughs> 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 I'm just fucking the shot. Um, we there's a lot of weed being dropped. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, I had like nothing to do with it except for drink it. So it's like when you're when you're a fan of the Edmonton Oilers and you're like, we gotta have a better game tomorrow. Get, oh man, <laughs> we just didn't didn't have it together tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's okay? So nose definitely rye, definitely sweet, right? Like you kind of get both components kind of packaged together well i was yeah go ahead sean i was i was just gonna say like it's you get what it is you get a rye whiskey finished in some sweet casks yeah it telegraphs perfectly right like yes i get like if you like i don't know mccalder like you don't you said you're not the biggest rye fan so to me this is interesting to hear your thoughts this will be an this will be a interesting test for this rye because sean is very critical of rye. yeah well yes that's true um on the nose i'm not gonna lie i mostly get rye and so i was a little nervous heading into this just based on the nose like i get the 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 fruitiness is in there but that that like youthful rye is is quite powerful but i've had it open in my glass since before we started so you know somewhere around half an hour ago and it seems to be chilling out a little bit or maybe just some of that you know so now it's uh it's a little more balanced on the nose where i get that that port and should, then, should we not? Should we yeah. not acknowledge though? Like, is five years youth, youthful for a, for a rye whiskey? Like, what is MGP releasing as their standard? It's like, but like rye, not because I call the youth really not really. Like when you think of a like most of the bourbons and rye on the market are between four and yeah. eight years old. Eight years old, right? So it's it's in the wheelhouse. But uh, uh, I guess I would say a rye aged in Indiana is going to be very different than a rye aged in Edmonton, Alberta. So there's, there's yeah. some trade offs there, right? But yeah. So interestingly enough, that you say that is they weren't ex- they weren't expecting to release this until either the fall or next year. But because of the summer we had last year, it like imparted so much flavor onto it, and they the they decided, yeah, they decided that interaction was enough with the hot summer that we had. So yeah, they, that's what they decided on. They said it was ready. So yeah. All right. Are we done? Are we done with the nose? I think, I think so. I, I think nosed everything out of it. It's for, yeah. for, for STR and port. I'm surprised the rye still is able to shine through and, and be so prominent. Yeah. I, I yeah, no, totally that's, get that. that's a, yeah. That's a good point. It's, yeah, you would think that like the SDR would have taken it over, like it, based on the color. Like it's a really deep kind of ruby color, that it, it would seem like you would get more more port on the nose than you would. But you, that that rye yeah. still, the rye still maintains in the nose. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. What about the palate? You guys had a sip. I'm very impressed. It's it's quite nice, and again, a big step up from from the first release. It I is. Think it's got a real nice, like, 
It's got real nice, like whiny tannicness to it. Um, it's not over oaked, but still like comes off like a mature, like a right and a mature oaked whiskey, if that makes sense. Um, it's not. We talk about all this all the time. How <clears throat> how we feel like bourbons and and rye sometimes when they when they interact with wine casks. Um, that was why we love the Boulder Sherry so much because it actually marries properly when a lot of them seem to like hit you and almost like two different taste buds kind of thing. I think this, they did, I think this is perfectly married together. And yeah, probably I think why you're, you're to pull it. Yeah. I think yeah, you're probably. able, you're able to find the three components, the rye distillate, that they come at you together versus like hitting you at different sides of your mouth. Kind of Yeah. Thing. But like you're, you're able to taste them all together but then kind of pick them pick them out separate from each other which i think i think is really cool and for you know like it's their first you know single cask release that they're doing that isn't just straight rye yeah so this is their first bold release right like when you think about when with cat like kind of extensive cask management versus just the standard um uh, whatever chardo cask or whatever they use in virgin oak cask yeah and it's, it's cool if you go to the distillery and i'm sure once this is released out to the public they'll have this little display but they have a like a little plaque that shows the different stages of the str process so they have just like the inside of a stave when it came fresh from the from the winery and then they show like how much how little is actually shaved off and then they show like the char and the toast from the str process so it's kind of cool to see them laid side by side on a little plaque kind of thing because they, they shave off such a like small amount that the wine is still present in the fresh mm-hmm. wood that they have to char after that so yeah I, I mean i found when i when i first tasted it i definitely found the tannins showed up and then uh the port sweetness obviously is there. And I, I found, I still find that it finishes like a wine cask. Like it yeah. finishes drying and has that tannicness that a wine has. Yeah. Here's what I think. No, I, All right. Yeah. Rye, cool. rye hater. Let yeah. us know what you think. <laughs> Get some, let's get some hands. Let me start with. Okay. Give us okay. the whole journey, please. The journey. I'll start with saying I, in fact, do not like rye whiskey. <laughs> dramatic dramatic nose and so oh, dramatic dramatic downing of the whiskey but this is actually super fantastic yeah. um and here's why because it's not just a rye whiskey we you had kind of said like you can taste all of the parts but i think it's more than that i think all of those parts have acted synergistically where they are now bigger than the whole than it's than its parts do you know what i mean so you have the rye-ness in there. greater than its parts yes you have the port and the str in there but they have created something that's much greater than just 
putting those three things in a barrel and seeing what happens. So I don't know. It's really cool. It's uh, very enjoyable to drink, despite the fact that I generally don't like rye whiskey. So um, I'm super impressed with this, actually. You gave it a five-syllable word in the review. So, I mean, it's dick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, busting out the vocabulary today. Yeah. So what's, what's uh, uh, what kind of rate? What kind of rate scale would you use? Then? Um, generally speaking, the uh, Yeg Whiskey Nights Nonsense Scale. I'm gonna give this 42 out of 44 Heineken coasters. Wow! Wow! That's a, that's and a heavy, that's he a loves heavy I do love Heineken, so that's he a that's a compliment. Heineken. That is, that is, um, and this is these are not biased opinions. Even though Sean Kincaid is related to the family that owns the distillery, um, this <laughs> it, it's it's genuinely good. I really really like this. It's uh, I don't know. I'm I'm actually really impressed. No, so, it, or my second, like when I sat down with Chris. When I sat down with Chris and the team, they they literally said, like, give us your honest opinion. If it's not good, we want to hear that. You know, we are releasing this. So they wanted to like, spit whiskey. it out right away and say, this is not Irish whiskey. What the f- <laughs> what are you doing to me? We, we drank Irish after we tasted two of <laughs> wait, wait, Sean, were you, did you sit down with the distiller to drink this? Is that both distillers? Oh, wow. You oh, made wow. moonshine with the just with the the grandparents. They, yeah, I mean, I they they gave me the full red carpet treatment. Uh, <laughs> I got two final uh, thoughts on this one. Number one, I think we need a little intro music for, and we can call it Sean's journey. <laughs> so anytime Sean talks about a whiskey, we have like a we definitely like, need an intro for it for sure. Yeah, we need an intro for We're Sean's find journey. Some good quotes for that. It's just yeah. the lucky probably off, We could probably find some stuff off like Step Brothers or something, right? <laughs> Maybe like Frodo before he goes to destroy Frodo. the ring. Oh, there you go. There's got to be a quote. There's got to be a quote in mystic. there. I like. Um, it. Secondly, when I first. Well, when I was at that special release party that Sean wasn't at for the first whiskey that they yeah, made, that was, you know, that was a defining amazing, moment for me. Amazing party. Um, I was skeptical of the whiskey then. I was just, I was skeptical. It was a, it's a three-year-old Edmonton made whiskey. And I was pleasantly surprised by that whiskey. It was good. Did, was it, would I buy six bottles of it? Probably not. I was not skeptical of this one because Sean built it up so much as if he was uh, sons of the distillers, a son of the distillers. And so I am very, very, very impressed with this whiskey. And that is, again, a non-biased review because it's not a PWS import product and uh, I'm allowed to be honest. Okay, so now. So can we speak to that yeah. now? Okay. So speaking of PWS Speaking of a, a future bias, <laughs> I don't care if this is garbage, it's going to taste delicious to the four in this room. Um, <clears throat> so we've, we got some, well, we got some cool things cooking, I guess, but um, we, we've got some barrels coming from Boulder, which we all know how much we all love barrels. Boulder. Oh, Boulder, Boulder barrels. Boulder. Yeah, we got some, what did I say? We got some. You said Boulder, I said we love barrels in general. We love barrels. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we can love, we love both. Older barrels. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're sending us uh, a ex-bourbon sherry 
barrel. So a sherry barrel that obviously finished their bourbon for, for their sherry bourbon. And we're going to take it to Hanson. And Hanson is going to finish a four-year rye in that sherry barrel for a year. And we're going to release a really cool product next year. So that so along with some uh, some more beer projects coming up. But we'll talk about that at a later date. So we're, yeah, they were, we're biased now is what you're saying. Yes. We like, will be for that be probably the best whiskey ever created in the history of whiskey on this planet. But And that <laughs> doesn't even matter if Sean is the second husband to Shana in, uh, <laughs> in the Hanson family. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, yeah. Chris is going <laughs> to kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, there's, there's going to be some fun things, some fun collaborations going on between between us and Hanson, which we're super excited about because they are a local distillery that, that we have loved, obviously, supporting, and we, we want to see them do well. So, If you take distillate, and rye whiskey from probably Canada's best distillery, Hansen, and put it in <laughs> what is widely known as the best distillery in the United States, Boulder. It's gonna make it's gonna make an incredible whiskey that will be very expensive, but it's gonna be worth it. Well, especially if you have Sean Kincaid anywhere in the mix. Damn, how do you beat that? <laughs> I'm we're, yeah, we're gonna make sure Sean just like strips down and just dips in and bathes in that barrel every couple months just so we can get a little bit of Kincaid in there. Can he sign all lot, the bottles? Or a lot of <laughs> that's what the whiskey will be called. A little it's bit of vat. It's gonna be vatted. vatted. <laughs> a little dark cloud. <laughs> a little dark cloud. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm impressed. I'm excited for the release. When when is this release be, uh, Sean? This will be, well, by the time you hear this, will be out, but February 26th is the release date for this. Damn, that's in four days. Yeah. All right, we should probably... So I got my work release this. Me. Yeah, we probably shouldn't release this episode a month after we record it like we do with everything else then. <laughs> no, it's maybe maybe right Sean now. will get invited to that release party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, one thing that they've said is they want they want the four of us to be involved in every step of the way with that finishing in the uh, boulder barrel so you know did they specifically it, did they specifically say four did they mention sean yeah they said the four of you hmm. from the podcast yeah so. okay oh wow sean look at that thing see hmm. see you just got to connect yourself with the right people buddy yeah <laughs> just get about who you know it's about the size of your network that's what they all say let's yep. wrap it okay let's wrap this up um okay so New release, Hanson, STR cast, finishing a port cask, part of their limited release program, 47%. Uh, can't say any more good things about this. I really enjoyed this. It's so, a beauty. Um, well, like I, said, I imagine it's going to be all distillery release. I believe so. They, I don't know. They haven't really decided. Obviously, it's such as there's only 333 bottles available. So, um, and we have guessing, CWS one, two, and three. So yeah, out of that 336. Does, yeah. So, um, yeah. The, 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 so the guy who edits the podcast has to go by his own. For those of you that come to the, <laughs> to the release, uh, just uh, as soon as you enter the door, hang a left. We'll be signing autographs at the table to the left. So good night, everybody. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're one of the first 10 people in line, Sean Kincaid might sign your bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that would work, too. Yeah.
He's gonna be signing chests. 